Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Alright, welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. Alright, no, I'm just kidding. But in honor of Bellator Dublin, I had to bust out the accent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined, as always, by the knowledgeable and very valuable Ty Capone. Ty, how you feeling? Feeling pretty good. Uh, I have a bit of a runny nose, but wow. we, have, we have an Eddie Pot on the fucking case. So, um, yeah, we'll figure that out. I have the whole weekend off. Some belts were, I think, right now, like you said. It's just yeah, it's starting start. right now. Insane. Um, Scott Coker's probably still asleep. But then we got some UFC tomorrow night. Not a great card, but definitely some action I want to see. And then next weekend, baby, 273? 272? Uh, 275 for Bellator. 70. Or, wait, are, are we talking about? Uh, 272 UFC? is next weekend. Bellator 275 is this weekend. Yes. All right. So we got some – We got. Um, it feels like it's been forever since we had a UFC pay-per-view, but – we get some Covington Masvidal beef March fifth. That that's gonna be that's that's a really 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 good card. So we have this card tonight, uh, tomorrow tonight, tomorrow night, just to get a little uh, little sweetener for next week. So I'm excited. Next two weeks, honestly, um, from here on out for the next couple months, there's some really good cards that are free. So uh, excited to get this summer underway. Hell yeah, brother! And and here we are. Uh- <laughs> Jamal, Jamal, it's a Friday, guys. I'm, I'm a little fired up here. I don't have to go to work or anything like that. So. We're feeling weird, dude. We're feeling real weird. So we got, we'll just go over the cards from this past weekend, uh, past, and we will, you know, uh, I do want to sneak in some Knuckle Mania talk. I feel bad that I didn't talk about it beforehand. I'm glad the uh, rightful winner, the president of the United States, Mike Perry, got it done. Uh, so, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's a good start. That's a good start to this show. And let's get right into Jamal Hill. And this is another good start to this show. Jamal Hill uh, super KOing Johnny Walker in, in a fashion where you were alarmed for the man's brain. Uh, it, it, he got hit right on the top of his head and the whole rest of his body shut down. And he hit the ground like a tree. That and, was nuts. And was finished off with a brutal uh, ground and pound 1-2 that put him to sleep in 2 minutes and 55 seconds. Jamal Hill cashes out our TKO bet. Mm-hmm. Easy work. That was easy money. We we told you how this was going to happen. Johnny, the kicks were looking. He looked good in, in the two minutes. He looked know? good until he didn't. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's always the problem. That's always been. Yeah, I mean, if he could, if he was durable in any way, shape, or form, we would probably fire him all the time. But now he's fired. Yeah, now he's fired from. Did he actually lose his job? No, uh, but he, I, I, mean, I I worry about him. That's watch. a lot of knockouts. He's on cut watch <laughs> like, and for for health watch, dude. He's on health watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you said it was three minutes. Like Jamal Hill, I think I tuned in and I missed the first minute exactly. And Jamal Hill didn't land anything or didn't really throw anything, which is no. you know he's very patient. Um, and Johnny Walker is throwing those kicks, and you know sometimes Jamal Hill only puts one hand up to defend, and you know sometimes that might be uh, that might be an issue. But honestly, he defended everything. No, none of the kicks really did anything. And Johnny Walker is you know a scary athlete, one of the best athletes in the UFC, maybe history. Um, and he just kicks hard, hits hard. But he just, he was crossing his feet a lot. You know, his footwork's still really bad. It might have got worse under Kavanaugh uh, and SBG and them. Um, he, you know, he, he looked okay, I guess. There, there just wasn't much to go off of. But Jamal Hill, you know, that power, uh, he didn't see it coming. The, the power of the shot right on the temple, I mean, that's just a mix of get knocked the fuck out juice. And that's, that's his favorite juice. Um, it's really sad, honestly. The still shot of him. Against a against oh man, a I sent that to you with his, on Saturday night <laughs> with his face looking just I don't even know how to explain it honestly just crunched up like um like just smelled like five hundred onions or something and oh, then boy. and then you know he comes down I think I don't know if it was a sh- Jamal Hill's shoulder no it was like his jab it was like a jab and then the right and then oh, a yeah, shoulder yeah <laughs> it was it was just an absolute absolute sad display of whatever you want to call that by Johnny Walker. I feel, I, I feel like he shouldn't fight anymore. Like, I don't know. I mean, what do you do with him? Move him up to heavyweight? Like that'd be no. insane. But you know, what, what happens to his jaw then? He probably just loses his head. Yeah. That, that's something we don't want to see. He's just <laughs> going to have to fight the guys he's been fighting. Go back and fight in the circuit of the world and, and uh, uh, the stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I don't know if uh, Johnny Walker in the top 15 is is a uh, is the responsible thing to do, I guess is the right word to say, because, I mean, now he's 12. You could run it back with guys like Ryan Spann. I mean, he could fight the whole... Ryan Spann almost killed him. Him versus Kuzalaba would be fun, right? Something like that. I mean, maybe he could fight I Dominic mean, Reyes if Dominic Reyes ever wants to fight uh, again. Oh, man. So, ranking no Volkan. I mean, there's a lot of those... <laughs> A lot of those guys that are just chilling in that in that top fifteen that you might be like, wow, you know, I didn't, I don't know about all that. I mean, Jamal Hill's still ten. We'll have to see what they do with him. You know? Yeah, they got to move him up. Uh, Ranking MMA is a website that I like better than the UFC rankings. They go, they I think rank everybody on the roster, which is really cool. And they have a different. They have like you know, if you're spend it or you're, you haven't fought in fifteen months, they'll take you out of the rankings. They have Walker at fourteen, but they count the champion as one, so I guess fifteen. Seeing him in the top fifth, if he has a number next to his name, man, I'm really worried. Um, I mean, like, who do you give him? The, the loser of Michael Olksaychuk and Dustin Jacoby? I think he loses to either of them. I mean, if one of them hit him hard, he's fucking done. That's more, uh, that's what I'm looking for, though. That, that's uh, definitely it. Maybe Jim Crute. You know, he's on a losing streak. Yeah. To, um, Jamal Hill put him, him out just as bad as Johnny Walker did, or he put, as he did Johnny. Did William Knight? <laughs> no. But, no. We don't um, need to see William Knight in here anymore. Alonzo Menafield and Johnny Walker. I mean, that probably won't it's happen, but something. It's going to be along those lines, though. Shogun. I, yeah, Jesus. I, <laughs> see, I didn't even know he was still in the UFC. I don't. He might not be. His yeah. name's just up here. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess give him some like Devin Clark, Max Grishin, um, maybe Jim Crute. Um, what about Jamal Hill? Like you said, what do you do with Jamal Hill? I think. I mean, you. I guess you could always run it back with Paul Craig, but he'd kill him. Like you know, I, I get it. He he was you know he got his arm broke, but let's be let's be let's be reasonable with ourselves. Maybe give him the winner of Ankalai of Santos. Uh, you know, maybe if if Paul Craig beats Krylov, maybe give him Paul Craig, or if Krylov wins, give it to him. I I feel like they can move him up a little bit, but the middle top of light heavyweight's kind of you know kind of set in stone. I mean, he hasn't really done anything necessarily. Paul Acosta at two hundred five. I don't know if that's maybe yeah something like um, that, but. But anybody card. in the top 10, honestly, is a fun fight. And honestly, most of them have a fight book besides, what, Dom, Anthony Smith. I think that would be, honestly, a really good fight. I forgot all about him. Um, Jamal Hill and Anthony Smith, run it up. There you go. Um, let's see. We got we got Kyle Dawkins getting a last-second buzzer-beater victory in the first round against Jamie Pickett. Um, that, that Super tight Darce cashes out the uh, TKO submission uh, bet that uh, oh, we like to have on those minus yeah. uh, 200 guys. And he got it done, dude. Uh, that was a uh, – I mean, Jamie Pickett uh, is not a guy that I regard highly. And Kyle Dawkins is kind of just uh, – a you, you never know what like what version you're going to get or what uh, – Right. You know, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, choked out Kevin Holland, but not really, you know. like. Uh-huh. You know, got absolutely well. Then he didn't get absolutely cooked, but he fucking loses two decisions to good guys and Brendan Allen and Phil Hall. So it's like you didn't know, right? But it's just more of the against Jamie Pickett sort of situation. We got it done here. Yeah, and did you see why Jamie Pickett tapped at at the very last second? Because he was gonna like bite his tongue off. Fucking crazy, man. Yeah, that I, is scary. I, I, like, I don't I, blame I, the guy, man. I'm tapping too. I don't think your tongue grows back. So uh, nope. You know, if you ever learn anything from Game of Thrones, it's you do not want to lose your tongue. No, sir. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> now, these guys are, are crazy tough, win or loss, man. Uh, we, we joke around on here, but these guys are absolutely out of their fucking minds. Uh, I, don't know, I, I don't know how anyone gets in a cage and is like, yeah, this is what, you know, let's get it done. And, you know? and then like, keeps doing it. And, and keep, even it after you, like, lose fights like that, then he'll come back and, like, knock somebody out. It's like, wow, like, uh, holy crazy. shit. Here's a fight that didn't need to be even relatively this high. Parker Porter gets a unanimous decision victory against uh, Alain Boudot. There you go. Get sexy um, on us. That's all I have to say about that. Jim Miller. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch that fight at <laughs> all. To you be honest, truly, you didn't miss any. It was it was very boring. <laughs> Parker Porter tried to wrestle and then gassed out, and then Alain Boudot was like not doing anything. And He's then like the, Porter came back in like the second and third round and was able to take him down a couple times and just like. Did what he had to do to get the victory. Gross. Yeah, it was boring. Uh, how about Jim Miller with the upset, dude? Continue. Crazy. I mean, of course. Of course that's what he does. Of course, you know, why the hell would I ever fade this man? Uh, Jim Miller fucking with a TKO victory of Nicholas Mata, you know, making his UFC debut. Of course, makes so much sense now, but good for hey, Jim Mata, Miller. Uh, 
What's crazy is Mata had some of the craziest like knockouts ever. He put Joe Selecki out fucking cold. And uh, what's the other dude's name? Um, fuck in CFFC, Cesar Balmaceda. He he knocked him out with one of the one of the most brutal knockouts ever. And um, but the problem with him is Robert Hale, who uh, hopefully we see him in the UFC one of these days. I know he has some losses, but he has a really tough record. Uh, Robert Hale knocked him out. Another a couple other guys finished him. Um, so Nicholas Mata, you know. It seems like he's kill or be killed. And, you know, how about Jim Miller with a fucking TKO, you know, a right hook um, to strikes knockout? When's the last time he did that? I guess besides Eric Gonzalez, who, you know, isn't good and probably shouldn't be in the UFC after Devontae Smith kills him. Takanori Gomi, five years ago, was the last time he had a, you know, ground and pound or a TKO win. So shout out to Jim Miller, man, the ageless wonder. Yeah, man. That, and, you know, that is one of those where we, I picked against him personally and was upset afterwards when you know it didn't go our way. But good, good yeah. for Jim Miller. It's not a guy I'll ever be upset about winning because it was. Uh, and now he wants to fight either Cerrone or uh, Joe Lozon. I love that so much. I'm glad these guys are like embracing that. He doesn't say, you know, I want to see. Uh, give me Khabib. You know, I, you know, I'm glad they know what they're doing. Uh, Joaquin Buckley gets it done with the. Uh, Detroit defense tra- training guy in his corner uh, against Abdul yeah. Zakal Hassan. This was, uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to say boring because these guys, it was constant danger the whole time, but it, it kind of went as, it was just it was just boring, honestly. Why am I going to lie? Yeah, I, hold on. Everything froze. Everything froze. No. Yeah, um, they, they threw some, they were throwing some stuff. I didn't watch too much of it. I, I thought, honestly, it would end early, and it didn't. Um, shout out to Buckley, honestly. I don't know if you saw the Instagram reel video he made of, like, it was like somebody, a high school kid, choosing his um, college that he's committing to, and then at the very end, you just see the guy, Rust or Dust or whatever yeah. the hell, he uh, he's at the front door, knocking at the door, and it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I like Buckley. He seems cool. Um, so shout out to him. Hey, I didn't watch much of it. Go for though. Buckley, you know. Uh, with highlight real KO fame in his past. And I mean, Abdul Razak Hassan is dangerous the whole time. Uh, didn't really guess out this time. Like he's kind of known for, but Buckley like, you know, did what he had to do. He took him down a, a couple times, but not like, it wasn't a constant thing. He was just able to like outstrip. Razak Hassan doesn't throw that much. He just throws everything with like violent ill intent. So Buckley was kind of able to like steal a couple, you know, two of the scorecards. And, but it was, a, it was a real close fight. Uh, Onama, David Onama, man. Uh, takes out Gabriel Benitez, who missed weight. The Sharps, wrong on this one. He gets absolutely pieced up with like a 15-piece combo at the end of the fight and just gets crazy sleep. Uh, good for Onama, man. He, uh, he's well, fun to watch. He is fun. The, but Benitez had him. You yeah. know, he had him. Um, and then that was a really eye fight. Up, man. Yeah. Um, and then Onama, when he had that 35-piece against the cage, that happened. The, the tie turned so quickly. Um I think Mowgli's probably done. This, you know, it happened against Sadiq Yusuf. He hurt him, and then he got fucking, he, and he busted Sadiq Yusuf's eye, um, and then he got knocked the fuck out by a counter right. And, yeah. Um, Omar Morales beat him easily. Billy Q fucking dogged him, man. And Billy Q, you know, I can't imagine being in there for 15 minutes with Billy Q, especially in the third round. So he, but he, he just dogged Mowgli, and you know the losses starting to uh, starting to count up. And he's, you know, not old per se, 33, but he's fought a lot. He's been. Hit a lot. I think he's probably uh, getting to the end of the road soon. Stephanie Egger, your girl. Yeah. I mean, she. We listen. We dogged her on this podcast, but there was a you know a text that I received on the Saturday afternoon <laughs> that Egger was going to win this fight, and you said you liked her judo throws, and of course she does Boom. that. Judo throws the shit out of JRC <laughs> and and uh, submits her with with relative ease. Relative absolute, ease. Absolute, absolute ease. It's it's like Jessica Rose Clark was the one who texted me and to text you yeah, to say like, bet on. Yeah, this, <laughs> this ain't it. <laughs> she beat Ronda Rousey when? Yeah, I don't think this has happened. No, but um, Stephanie Edgar. The only problem with her is I don't think her striking per se is awful, but. Going backwards, she's pretty much, you know, if you get her moving backwards, she's really easy to dictate the, the pace of the fight. But, man, her judo throws are tough, and, it, you know, maybe she doesn't have the best ground game uh, or top control, but she will keep fucking throwing those. You know, she's kind of like a, a milk toast Ronda Rousey, um, I guess, which is, you know, she, she's just in a different era also. I'm sure if Stephanie Egger was back there in 2015, 16, she'd be good too. But uh, Jessica Rose Clark's tough. She's also old, and... 
you know, she's on Instagram a lot. She's, I don't know, she got tour ACL, I think maybe twice. So I don't know. I was big on this and then the odds didn't change. And then I started doing some research, more research, I guess. Got a, got a couple tips, but uh, shout out to the Swiss woman fighter. I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but there shout out to Stephanie Yeager. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, as soon as the fight, like you texted me that, and I was like, nah, I already fired in my parlay. Like uh, I yeah, arrived at what I said on the podcast because I did believe it. And I mean, she looked good in like some, but it just seemed like as soon as she like let her get a hold of her, it was like good night. You know, like yep. she had no no chance. Like it, Jessica Rose Clark can only be the aggressive grappler if she has to defend at all. It's like good night. Right. You know. It's she can get the takedowns and she can wrestle, but if that happens to her, she's fucked. Which is funny how that works, but hey, man, more power to you, Stephanie Egger, the Swiss fighter, Swiss fighter woman, good, good Swiss job. Army knife. There you go, uh, Chad Skelly. The you know he can put in a roof for you anywhere. Defeats Mark Striegel by uh, vicious KO. Uh, yeah. Just caught him with a cut with a. I don't even remember if it was a two or three piece, but. That Street. knee, I think. Oh, that's right. The knee, the knee up the middle. Oh my god, that's right. Okay. And, they yeah. hammer and then he started hammer fisting the shit. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Rough. Uh, and then he retires. Yeah. And then he and then he calls it quits in the octagon afterwards after a absolutely hellacious knockout. So, I mean, good good for uh, Chad Skelly. I would love to see him in there again. I mean, he's just a guy that I constantly make money off of. So I don't. Honestly, he had a good run. He was just always fucking hurt. That's what he like, said. Body just can't hold up. Always hurt. One fight since 2019, and he had one fight in 2019, one in 2018, two in 17, two in 16, two in fi- like. Oh my god! Th- Whoa, there we got a we got an ad coming. Like a couple of years ago, he was fighting twice a year, but ever since, man, it's you know nothing. So yeah, it sucks. Mark Striegel's a big fraud. I mean that that record was so padded, so padded. Uh, you could tell when Saeed Nurmagomedov dropped him in you know like a minute. So um, yeah, it sucks for Skelly, but. His body's fucked up, and you know, gotta do it. Gotta do what's right as, for you, man. I'm not mad at him for at all. Gloria De Paula, the sharps were right <sighs> about this one, man. Takes out your girl Diana Balbita, uh in a just a really weird kind of fight where it, it was just so it was kind of back and forth, but it wasn't much. Uh, I guess a fight consequencing ending violence and. You know, Gloria De Paula was just able to throw a little bit more at the end and land a little more. Her defensive striking was the uh, key to victory here because Belbita was moving forward, but she wasn't really able to get uh, get her hands on her. So terrible, dude. Belbita, awful. There you go, Chad and Helliger. What a absolutely bomb, vicious knockout in the third round in a fight that was very close. Jesse Strader was looking like he was trending in the right direction of a you know big big time underdog hit, but Chad and Helliger, you know. The, the Canadian sensation gets it done. I don't, I don't know if I, who I picked on this one. I think I faded. Uh, I think I faded Bautista, which was a horrible decision as well. But wrong fight. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like I, it, oh. it, I was trying to think because there was a big one that I took in the in this uh, beginning here. But you know, I'm it couldn't have been Bautista. I'm, there's no shot you took Jake Perrin. Uh, you did. I'll kill you right now. I might have. I, I definitely might have. <laughs> but I might have actually faded. Uh, I might have taken Jesse Strader. But it, it, good for Ann Helliger, man. That was a. It was a great bomb, fight, honestly. Bomb victory. You know what else was a good fight? JSP and Christian Rodriguez, dude. That yeah. That was a surprising fight. A very good one. And uh, what I, I don't know where to go here, just because I, I was very impressed by uh, Christian Rodriguez, but it seemed like JSP's gas tank kind of evaded him there towards the end of the fight. And Man. it was just, he was lucky to get him on, get him on the ground and get him on top. Because if he was standing there, if he had to strike for any sort of extended period of time, the fight was over. I mean, he he was looking like, no, there was no defense whatsoever. No, nothing. Chris Rodriguez was still throwing power in the third round. He, you know, he's only seven and zero at that time. And Pierce, I think has 15, 20 fights. So like, that's, that's pretty impressive to me. Honestly, that the kid was hanging in there tough and, Despite all the takedowns and the back control and the passes, he was um, he was doing he was throwing up his submissions. He was um, he was doing some scrambling. Uh, I, I liked what I saw from Rodriguez, honestly. Um, and that was really the first time I'd, I gotten uh, a good a good look at him. And to you know fight somebody like JSP, who's just grind, grind, grind. He's a big dude, a huge one of the biggest featherweights ever. Um, yeah, he did his thing, and thankfully I had him in a parlay, but. You know, if Christian Rodriguez gets a better matchup, I think he'll definitely. You know, I think he has really good hands. Yeah, it, it just—I was very impressed by his grappling. 
I knew, and you could tell his hands were good, but it was just like I could not believe like that because JSP, I, I that's a guy's grappling that I, I absolutely respect, and you you should because he constantly was just pushing it and able to you know get in dominant positions. But there, I mean, there was one where like that guillotine looked like I thought he had him. I absolutely thought he had him. It was in the first round. You know, they're still dry. Yeah. And it looked like he was like gurgling. Like he was not. He was not comfortable whatsoever. So. You know, I mean, that's just a, a fight where both pe- both people's stocks rise because you know, come make your first uh, fight against a guy like that, and you perform the way you did. I want to see you fight again. I'm pretty sure Onama did a similar thing against Mason Jones, right? Came in first yeah. fight like late late notice and like looked awesome. We were like, you know, he lost lost like a unanimous decision, but it's still like you know, you're impressed. You were like, oh damn, like I want to see that guy again. You know, we got to see him. So Mason Christian- Jones, sm- smoking hot girlfriend, by the way. There you go, Christian Rodriguez. Want to see him fight again? Uh, Definitely. And Mario Bautista took out Jay Perrin in a pretty uh, dominating, easy fight. Just did whatever he wanted. Yeah, I mean, I like Bautista at weight. Uh, Perrin looked pretty tough. You know, he he got a couple takedowns of his own, and he was landing a couple things. But Mario Bautista was landing everything. Like sixty five percent of his strikes were landing. So um, shout out to him for the easy dub. Easy, easy dub for Mario Bautista, and that was UFC Fight Night. Uh, I believe we were at 47, Eight? 48, Seven. 48, yes. 48, 48, uh, 48, something. fight of the night, no bonuses awarded. So that goes to tell you what kind of night we were in for, but there were four performance of the night bonuses. Jamal Hill, rightfully so, Kyle Dawkins, rightfully so, David Onama, and Stephanie Edgar. Bang. So, you know, I'm sure Chaz Skelly is of the world. We're like, hey, man, where's my $50,000? But even, yeah, even Jim, Jim Miller, Miller too. too. But, but I know. guess they, they got they get severance, severance packages, so I guess they're fine. Yeah, so good for them. Good good victory. Uh, let's quickly go and touch on the – which actually was the biggest fight of the weekend. Mike Perry <laughs> and Julian, Julian Lane and Knucklemania, too. Um, that's all I have to say about that. It, it, you know, I didn't see a punch thrown in this. Uh, other than Perry, it was a pretty <laughs> Perry had a tough, tough, uh, tough fight for him. Honestly, they were. Um, I didn't watch much of it; just a couple highlights. But uh, Julian Lane looked like he was giving. You know, he, he was he was fighting back. It wasn't as one sided as I thought. Uh, the main event was Luis Palomino. I don't know if you remember him. Um, he fought. Uh, he's fought so many guys back in the day, but he fought. He beat. Uh, Jorge Masvidal in the Florida regional scene in a huge upset in 2010, um, right after losing to Jonathan Brookins. Funny enough, uh, he is like I don't know the champion over there in at 155. Luis Palomino, he was the main event, I believe. Chad Mendez looked absolutely yoked. Uh, uh, yeah, mind. yeah, you can say that, dude. I think there's a little <laughs> uh, unnatural supplements going on there, but I mean that guy looked like a fucking he man. That was scary. Uh, poor Joshua Alvarez, who has no picture on Tapology. Uh, that was not fair. Yeah, and he, this might be his thing, though. Uh, it could be. Uh, it, they he's still under contract with the UFC, though. That's what. Um, That's pretty crazy. What he said, Dude, they kind of like let him go do this. But <laughs> crazy how like the picture for it is Mike Perry and Julian Lane, and they he, they were not the main event. That blew my mind too. But <laughs> I know, I know. Um, also, Britton Hart, Joey Beltran's uh, wife, got her ass absolutely spanked up and down that arena. Um, she had fought in. Tampa, when I went to see Van Zandt and Rachel Ostevich, she had beat the fuck out of some girl named Jenny Jenny Santa Claus, Clausius Claus, and she beat Paige Van Zandt, too. So to see her get her ass beat was uh, pretty sad. I don't like seeing anybody really in bare knuckle get damaged, too much damage. It's scary. Yeah, it's no joke. Um, don't want to spend too much time on that. Let's keep it moving to uh, – I guess we should go right into UFC. If you, you know, I, don't, I mean, I don't really have much to say about Pelotor uh, this past weekend. Uh, no, nah, Logan's story looked good. Neiman Gracie thought he wasn't a Gracie and he could stand up. Didn't work. But other than that, nothing. Uh, so here we go. Uh, it was supposed to be Islam Mahachev versus Benil Daryush, but Daryush broke his leg. Um, that's I didn't know that's what happened. Yeah, I heard he Holy broke shit. his uh, fibula and tibula or, some, or tibula or something like that, whatever the ones in the bottom are. And he was he's going back and forth whether he should get surgery. One guy said surgery. Three other guys say you can do it with physical therapy. So I think, of course, he's probably going to uh, elect for the physical therapy. Yeah. Uh, but the the big thing is he's not fighting this weekend. Uh, incoming uh, as a late replacement who just fought two two weekends ago, three weekends ago, not even. Yeah. You know, Bobby Green. King Green. King Bobby Green fighting Islam Mahachev on short notice. 
and the odds will dictate that exactly because he is a plus 600 underdog. As high as plus 610, 700 on some Crazy. websites. Uh, Mahachev is a minus 900 on most of these and as high as a minus 1250 on Bet365 for all of you people out there who love that website. So, what do you, I mean, what do you do here? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe you do like uh, Mahachev submission slash decision. I saw somebody say that it's like minus 160, which is pretty honestly, he's not going to knock him out with his hands. So, um, what about a ground and pound? That, that's that's the thing you got to worry about. Yeah, but I, I I don't know. I don't think he'll do that. Honestly, um, I guess it's uh, now. It's probably going to happen. Honestly, I keep saying I've said honestly like five hundred times so far. Um, I think Makachev's going to just uh, smother him really, and then I think maybe a rear naked choke, um, maybe an armbar, or maybe if he catches one of his limbs. You know, Bobby Green's game, and he's tough. And I think he can stuff a takedown, or the second, or the third, or the fourth. But once the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth come, you know, once he starts chaining them together, he's he's done. And um, you know, shout out to him. I hope it's a good fight. You know, I don't have a bet on this at all. Like, so if he won, it would, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a, an upset via Bobby Green. Uh, he's got good hands, but he doesn't really do much else. You know, but nothing wrong with that. It's just I don't see really much many paths to victory for him unless he can somehow stuff every takedown. But good luck with that. Yeah, seriously. Um, uh, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I, I don't see it happening. Uh, I don't see this fight lasting more than two rounds. Uh, I think Islam probably gets it done re- relatively quickly. I just don't know how. Uh, it's going to be one of the yeah, like I like I said. I uh, I could see the submission happening because that's just what they elect for. That's what they like to do. But the submission, or, or I mean, the TKO, I could absolutely see that happening because of that. Ground and pound, you know, like where Bobby is defending the takedown well enough, and Islam just says, "All right, fuck it, I'm beating your head in," and he just yeah. beats him in. But he's gonna finish him. So that that's that's if you want to bet that, I'm sure it's not high uh, or you know uh, profitable odds. I guess I should say. But uh, I would, uh, you know, Mahachev has more takedowns as minus four hundred. That's about the biggest lock I've ever seen. That's only on the <laughs> bullshit website. But wins by submission in the first round. Uh, that's plus two fifty on here. Uh, yeah, four hundred on the one. I don't know what this this Bobo website is. I don't know what's going on there, but Bobo. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know what that means. It just sounds uh, stupid, and that's what I meant to <laughs> say. Stupid. That's stupid ass website. Uh, yeah, but just give me Mahachev inside something relatively early, and that's just that's just what I think is going to happen. Boom. Simple enough. All right. Uh. What do we got next? What do we got? Is Misha Serkinov? Is that is that what we're looking at here? Somehow, in the co-main event, we have a Misha Serkinov and a Wellington Beef Wellington Terman. Beef Wellington Terman. There you go. Um, I think uh, I'll start this off. I think Serkinov's cooked on his way out. I think you know he looks good in sparring and training, and you hear all this hype about him. But he shows up. He, get, he doesn't like getting hit. Um, he's had some. Pre- he's had some pretty bad knockout losses. Wellington Terman. Uh, I thought he beat Sam Alvey uh, every round. In that last fight, so he did, but he like was, kicked him in the nuts or something like that. That's right. He had the two points taken, taken right. Yeah. So um, you know, a split decision over Sam Alvey doesn't look that great. Uh, Bruno Blindal Silva. I mean, nobody can beat that motherfucker. He is maybe not nobody, but he he hits hard, and that's a tough fight to take. Andrew Sanchez. You know, if you underestimate the guy, he'll he'll hit you. You know, with his um, mullet. So I, I like um, I like Wellington Terman. I, I don't you know I don't think he has a huge necessarily bright bright future but I, I like him he's only 25 um he can do some things i keep this standing for 15 minutes and i think he uh i think he gets the, the job done over serkinov i think serkinov's a fraud he has a couple good wins but if he fought those guys again now he would get fucking killed by all of them so give me misha serkinov um and just based off the fact that everything you just said uh, i think the same thing about wellington Terman. I think that man is an absolute fraud, and I think that every time he is another guy who just doesn't like to get hit. But you, the one thing you do have on your side is age, definitely, because uh, I believe Serkinov is what thirty-four. He's not that old, but yeah, I mean, right. well, compared to a Wellington Terman who's twenty-five, I mean, it's you know ten year, ten less years of punches to the face. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go Serkinov here and reluctantly. This is a fight I don't, I don't want anything to do with, to be honest. So yeah, me either. But 
I'll watch. But definitely yeah. we'll watch. Um so what do we got next? We got Feature Bell. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. Priscilla Cachuera, G Young Kim. Let me, oh. give you, let me give you odds, ladies and gentlemen. We got minus one sixty for Kim, plus one forty for Cachuera, who once hit the hot box uh, lock of the other week a, you yep. know, a while back. Huge, when, huge, huge giveaway that we had. If you didn't pay for that pick, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, when she took out Gina Mazzani in, in a in a absolute spectacle. Uh, this fight, <laughs> I, I just don't. You know, I, I don't know if we can trust our girl here. Yeah, um, it's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird line. It's a weird. Um, a weird time. She's plus one forty, one thirty nine. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know what Gian Kim has done to necessarily give her that advantage. Yeah. Um, if she gets takedowns, uh, Priscilla Cachuera, all you have to do is like you know, breathe on her and she'll stay on her back, and you can just control her. Uh, she is a little bit hard to take down, but once you get her down, like I just said, easy. Uh, I just don't think that's Gian Kim's game. I don't know if she's necessarily done that. Um, I mean, you see what she's done in the UFC so far. She's beaten Justine Kish, who just lost to Deanna Bennett in Bellator. Melinda Fabian, who's selling uh, fruit somewhere. Nadia Kasim, who is absolutely, was just in the UFC because she looked good. Um, she, she got smoked by Antonina, smoked by Grasso, beat by Molly McCann. I, I don't think she's good, per se. She doesn't hit hard, but she can keep it at range with her jab. And Cachoeira isn't good, uh, you know, really. But she hits hard, and that means a lot. If if there's one, you know, if as long as you're a specialist, especially in you know the bottom of these women's divisions, you can get you can get some finishes, you can get easy wins as long as you can just stick to your one thing. And um, she hits hard. I think she might be able to to rock Jian Kim, or you know, maybe hit land a better shot to win the decision. I am not going to bet anything. I'm going to go with Kach- I'm going to go with Kachuera. Give me Kachuera and give me give me the money line uh, plus one forty. Lock me in. Lock me in. Uh, lock me in. Lock me in. So the next one is Armin Sarukian versus Joel Alvarez. And Joel Alvarez is a guy who we faded last time, but we were upset about it, I believe, right, against Tiago Moises? Or at least I did. Uh, I think you took Joel Alvarez, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yes, sir. So, that, yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to make the same mistake again, but this is a good fight, dude. The, this is an absolute banger in the middle of this uh, kind of – random 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 card but i think i might go joel alvarez here i am gonna go with him too i think he uh, has the much better stand-up i think he's more dangerous uh all around like finish wise i think he needs a finish though i don't think he can win as if it goes three rounds it makes me think that armin controlled him on top and just laid on him and stuff but uh joel doesn't like he, he likes getting taken down uh, he kind of invites it, it seems, because his guillotine's so tough. Because any other kind of submission off his back, he's so good at um, the armbar of Yakolev. He pretty much had that in before he even took him down. Uh, same with Joe Duffy. Um, you know, lost to Ismagulov. Ismagulov's pretty good. Uh, he made weight. I saw that. Everyone was saying he was going to miss weight, and he did not. He is a big dude. He's one of the bigger lightweights, you know, ever. Uh, Sarukian, I, you know, I, I do like him. When he made his debut against Mah- Mahachev, I was like, who is this dude? He looks amazing. He, lo- he lost, but he, he looks great. Um, Matt Frivola hurt him. Not, I, I just don't know what he's going to do against Joel Alvarez, man. Joel Alvarez is so good. He's got so many kicks, elbows, punches. Um, he's such a good scrambler. He's just good at everything. Um, Sarukian's minus 215, too. Yeah, I got Joel Alvarez at plus 200. He went down to plus 185. I think he's back up to plus 200. Um, plus 180 on FanDuel. So I get it. I get, you know, I completely get why Sarukin's the favorite and why people think he's going to do um, you know, what he should do or what he plans to do. I, I, I'm going to go Joel Alvarez, man. I really think he's special. Um, so yeah, that's my pick. Plus 200, money line, lock it in. Yep. Uh, I'm locking in the whatever plus one eight or whatever I can get of that because that, that just uh, I'm just telling you who I think is going to win and that's who I think is going to win. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, that's like you kind of said. I just don't trust uh, Sarukian. I don't think he's like a bum or anything like that. But I just I don't know. I, I just like Joel. I, maybe this is like a fan bet because I kind of just like the way Joel Alvarez fights and I'm just not you know I'm riding it. Gregory Rodriguez versus Armin Petrosian. Robocop. So uh, this one, uh, let me see odds. We got plus one thirty for Petrosian 
And uh, what we got? Minus 150 for Rodriguez. Yeah, I like RoboCop. Uh, the problem is he just, you know, he, he has about five, seven minutes in him, and then he's cooked. Cooked. Absolutely cooked. Um, Petrosian's pretty good. I, I don't have too much. I haven't watched too much on him. Um, I've heard some good things about him from other people. I know in the Contender Series, he looked pretty good with that head kick uh, knockout. He lost in the regional scene, but he lost to a guy who had, I think, more fights than him. Um, this is a tough one because I feel like I don't have a great read on this. Um, I'm going to go RoboCop, Gregory Rodriguez. I'm going to go submission. I think you know. I think that's a live, live bet. He hasn't had it, had a submission in a little bit, but um, it's like plus three fifty, plus four hundred. Um, if you get once this goes past like the halfway point of the second round though, he, even, even after the first, honestly, he might, he might be in some trouble. I don't know if Petrosian's gas tank is all that great, but, um, I'm sure Superman can definitely hurt him, um, when it gets weird. And Rodriguez likes being in weird fights. The John Young Park fight was, you know, weird. So I'm going to go Robocop by finish. Uh, I just don't trust, you know, it's, it's not a confident pick. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do this with about sixty percent confidence, but give me Rodriguez, uh, just because of the like you said, he just he'll give him a nice eight minutes of just hell, and uh, mm-hmm. that sometimes that's all you need if you're able to survive the other uh, seven minutes. But give yeah, give me give me Rodriguez minus one fifty. Uh, I believe the next fight is uh, Bahamondes, or is that is that not yeah uh, correct? There you go, Ignacio Bahamondes versus uh, Rong Zhu or Zhu Rong. Yeah, Zhu Rong, Rong Zhu. Yeah, however, something. However you say it. Um, said it wrong. Brandon Jenkins was his last fight. So uh, before that, lost to uh, Rodrigo Vargas. I like Bahamondes. He gets hit a lot, but his fights are so fun. And uh, he's minus one ninety five. Uh, I'll take that every day of the week. One of the best knockouts in uh, two thousand twenty one. That wheel kick to Roosevelt Roberts right in the face. I yep. think I have a picture of the still shot. It was five seconds left in the fight, and it was kind of like the Johnny Walker one where his face is just crunched up. You know what I mean? Uh, but you know, Roosevelt Roberts isn't good. He's out of the UFC probably, I think, or he's on his way. Um, he lost to McDessie. It's a fight he should have won. Uh, the problem with Bahaman- Bahamandes is that he fights like very inconsistent. You know, he fights good against good guys and then he fights bad against bad guys. And then he, you know, there's a lot of inactivity in the middle of fights. Surong isn't perfect. I mean, apparently he's still 21. Apparently he's 21. I, you know, he's like 20 and four. So, Crazy. Uh, yeah, we'll see about that record, but I'll believe him for now. Uh, I do like him. I think the I think the odds are the odds are a little off. Honestly, I think it should be a little closer. Yeah, I don't know if I can trust Bahamondes at minus two. Then I think he should win. Ignacio should. I think he's the just like kind of flashier, quicker, um, and more power. Maybe not more powerful guy, but Zurong's good man. If you underestimate him, he will make your life hell. He he beat the shit out of Brandon Jenkins. Brandon Jenkins. Um, I didn't. I don't really remember much of the Kazula Vargas fight, but Kazula Vargas is a tough, tough dude. He's fighting Patty Pimblett here in a little. Is it not next weekend, week? But a couple weeks. Sixteenth or something. Right, right. That also that card looks really good. That's how you put together a fucking London card. But um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Zhu Rong in the upset here. I think uh, he's gonna catch Bahamandes maybe on a slowish, slower night. I think it's gonna be a split decision either way. Uh, give me Zhu Rong. There you go. Uh, I'll go Bahamondes. Uh, this is the pick of the night, though, right here. Uh oh. Little Nunez. Josian Nunez is fighting Ham- Ramona Pascual. Pascu- Pascual? Sure. Why not, dude? Uh, what do we got here, odds wise? I-, I can't find anything. Here we go. I believe minus- Josie's wow, 220. Minus 220 for Little Nunez. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know much about Ramona Pascual. Pascal. She's from Hong Kong. She's 33. She's on a three-fight winning streak. Uh, she, <laughs> the, the three women she beat are 2-0, 0-0, 4-5. And wow. before that, the other, other girl is 0-0. Oh, my and God. And before that, she fought a woman by the name of Janae Harding, who is kind of a legend in her own pioneerish right. She's been around for a while. She's fought a lot of a lot of women. And she lost to Janae Harding, which is not surprising. It doesn't seem like this lady's any good. Um, she's 5'7", so she's a lot bigger, taller. Then Josiah Nunes, who's 5'1", 5'2", and this, oh, yeah. this fight's taking place at 145. You're goddamn right it is. Um, so we're getting really weird here early in the night. Um, Josiah Nunes, it's hard, though, man. Like, you know, Bia Malecki is one of the bigger uh, women. She's like six six foot, 
Like she's huge. And I remember I bet Bia Malecki uh, for some fucking reason in that fight. And that overhand left has put Bia Malecki on the sidelines. I think I saw her, I saw somebody say that, you know, she's on Instagram, uh, her Instagram story talking about how she still has concussions and her head's still fucked up. And that's, you know, that's fucking scary shit. And she's like, Three no or something like she has she has not many fights so to happen yeah, you me, fight Joe San Tyson that, that's when you that's what happens when you fight the best Nunes to ever walk in the UFC there you go. Um, so give me Josie by you know brutality brutality fatality uh, I honestly you know I know this is two eighteen two twenty is not you know crazy uh, good value but if you parlay her with like somebody that's also a big favorite like say you know you're a big bot. Uh, Sarukian or Bahamanda's back or another minus 210, 200 favorite. You can get them close to like a two-leg even money parlay. And I think Josiah Nunes is the easiest money on this card. Unless this Ramona chick is, uh, you know, good or something. I don't, I don't know. I think Josiah yeah. Nunes the, this is smokes her. This is probably, the, like you said, the easiest money on the card. And inside the distance is minus 130. So I don't think you could go wrong with oh, that. Yeah. Either, right? So uh, how about this though? Terrence McKinney? Great fight. For Ross Zayim, which was supposed to happen a couple weekends or a couple, maybe a month ago. But I believe someone in Zayim's corner uh, got COVID. They weren't able to do it. Now they're doing it this weekend. Plus 100 for Terrence McKinney, minus 120 for Zayim. I believe we both picked McKinney at the time. Has your pick changed? It has not. Uh, when the fight was originally booked in October, McKinney was the favorite, like minus 150. So it's kind of funny how the odds have flipped um, and that neither have fought or done anything since. Uh, the problem I have with Terrence is we just don't have, we don't know much about him. We don't have too much. He, he puts everybody out early. Yeah. Um, since he came back from the, from that, um, I think he took two years off. Did he get, a, did he, did he go through legal trouble before he started fighting or was it? I believe before, before he got to the UFC. Before okay. he started fighting, I'm pretty sure. Right. And then, so he fought Derek Minner in Iowa, Sean Woodson in the contender series. And he got finished in both of those, took some time off and he's looked good since. Uh, but 16 seconds, 17 seconds, a minute, and seven seconds. Um, we haven't seen him in there much. If it gets to the second, third round, I, I can't say that he's going to be, you know, he's going to look great in there. I think Ferezian might be able to catch him and, and uh, you know, finish him late if if they're still standing. Um, I, I, I need to go watch some more on Ferezian, honestly. I, I do like him. I liked how he looked against Don Madge, even though he lost. Don Madge has, you know, hundreds and hundreds of kickboxing fights. Uh, he beat Malarkey, which you know isn't an easy thing to do nowadays. And Vendramini, uh, I didn't love his performance there, but Vendramini's tough as fuck, man. So can't get mad at him for that. I think McKinney can finish him early. You know, I think McKinney hits hard. I think he has amazing chain wrestling. He should be able to take him down and maybe get his back and sub him. That would be my, that's my pick. I think uh, McKinney's going to sub him in the first. He can hit him too, though, man. He hits hard with that left. He's just uh, he leaves his chin in the air. And he's fucking, he's very, very, very reckless. I know his name, nickname is T-Rex, um, but he is really reckless, which I don't, you know, not too, too, uh, too happy about. But he's minus 105 now, and I got him at plus 125. So I feel good here. Yeah, I, I just like the number here. It's kind of a uh, go with the underdog uh, anyway, but this, I just lean uh, McKinney because I think just the, he's on a roll, man. I mean, last yeah. four fights I finished with TKO's, all of his other wins before that were were almost some you know submissions. I think he's pretty even yeah. right across the middle with submissions and TKOs. So it's like he's a new guy almost or something. Yeah, and if you think he's going to win, you're probably inside the distance is a good bet. But you know, I, even at plus one hundred, maybe you just want to lay the money down and just go for it. Uh, he's also been like you said, Derek Minner submitted him in fifty seven seconds via a triangle. So you probably know how that went. That was you know a take takedown, got him down, and then just fired up a nice triangle and took him out. But yep. That you got, I mean, you all you got to worry about that, but I don't know if you necessarily have to worry about that against a guy like Zayim, you know. But yeah, I think Zayim, um, you know, if it's, if it's late or maybe just standing up, I think Ziam is going to want to keep it there standing. Um, but I think McKinney should definitely take him down early. Maybe don't just like shoot like an idiot, but we'll see. He he came out of here for Vol and just threw that that bomb and and put him out. We'll we'll see how he feels. Um, he likes to do everything it seems. So yeah, give me give me T Rex. Alejandro Perez, Jonathan Martinez. Turbo. We're kind of getting to the uh, tough part of the card here. Plus 220 for Alejandro Perez, minus 275 for Jonathan Martinez. Do you have a leaning here? Do you th- is Jonathan Martinez yeah. worthy of the uh, uh, of the, the bomb parlay? 
Yeah, I think you should kill him. Um, Turbo, you know, he beat Johnny Eduardo. That dude's stiff. Uh, Stamen and Song Yidong. Song Yidong is a, bu- a bum. Ugh, bum. A beast. Um, those two guys are really good, but, you know, I, I don't know. I haven't seen anything from Turbo in a long time. And Jonathan Martinez is nice, man. He, really good leg kicks. Uh, he's quick, hits hard, really good on the feet, really good on the ground. Um, when he fought that dude last fight, uh, fuck, not the, not Marab, but he had the similar last name, uh, Zaid Lazishafili. Fuck, hard, hard to say. I can see that, but it's not. I'm not attempting that. And he looked good in that fight, too. Davy Grant knocked him out, but Davy Grant likes to go at, like, no. Go for broke sometimes. So, David Grant's also good. I don't think Tur- Turbo Perez at this time, uh, point of his career, is that good, and I don't think he's a knockout threat. But yeah, I mean, if you know, if Martinez gets careless, which he has before, you never know. I just think he should, um, he should smoke Alejandro Perez. There you go. I don't really have a pick here, but yeah, I would just Martinez could probably be in a nice early on parlay that's gonna could, could be thrown down here. Ramiz Brahimaj versus Michael Gilmore. I'm going Brahimaj. Yeah. Um, Minus every time, so I mean, all, all of Gilmore's losses on the regional scene, on the pro scene, he's been finished. So yeah, yeah, that, that, not a great sign. Uh, Gilbert Ur- Urbina from the uh, Contender Series just smoked him. Brahmaj isn't isn't you know a world beater, but uh, I do I do kind of like him. I like you know some things he can do. Court McGee is a tough guy to to fight when you're still kind of new to the UFC. He did what he had to do against Palotnikov, and then he had the weird ear injury against Max Griffin. Um, since you guys see UFC, but I, yeah, I think he should first round submission is like plus 200. Um, I have that in my Tesla parlay is what I like to call it. There you go. So, uh, yeah, Rahi, Ramiz Brahmaj first round sub easy work. Yeah. And inside the distance is minus minus one fifty. So that'll probably be the number that I take if I'm taking mm-hmm. an inside prop or something like that. But other than that, it's kind of a nice, um, Nice little, nice little pick there. Nice, you know. And then here we're going to start off with Carlos Hernandez and Victor Altamirano. Altamirano, thank you for stepping in there as a, as a pinch hitter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you know anything? Here? I know nothing about either one of these guys. All right, I'll give I'll give you a little breakdown. So they're both from the Contender Series, and honestly, you could have argued that they both lost their Contender Series fights. Um, the guy Altamirano fought, I believe, was Carlos Condelario, who got a contract. And right, is that who he fought? He fought Condelario, yes. and the other guy fought. Um, fuck, who did Carlos Hernandez fight? I thought he might have. It was a Barres from Spain, yeah, Daniel Barres. I thought he, they both might have lost, but they were both close. The both thing split I like decisions. The, the thing I and I also Daniel Barres should definitely have gotten a contract. That was that was dumb. But another Spaniard. But um, I, I like Altamirano better at range. I think he's the he has some slick striking. Um, that's what he was doing against Candelario, but he 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 got taken down like thirty times. Um, not uh, not actually, but he gets taken down easily. Um, Caesar Hernandez, Caesar Carlos Hernandez, <coughs> excuse me, has good takedowns. Really good wrestler. I, I like I like Carlos Hernandez a lot. I think he's a dog. He um, in the Barres fight, he just he he dug deep and he got he got it done. And I think Altamirano is just kind of comfortable, you know, giving up control time, and that that's not going to win you fights. So if it stays standing the whole time, honestly, I think Altamirano will, will win. Uh, Hernandez can hit too. I just think he, you know, he, he knows what he knows where his bread's buttered. Take him down. Uh, maybe get a couple maybe get a rear naked. He likes doing that. Um, I got Carlos Hernandez in a, in a really good fight to open the car between two young hungry guys. And the 25ers who like to just go at an insane, crazy pace the entire time. They're both fun, man. They're both fun. Uh, I hope people watch this. It starts the card. I think this is a good spot. Nobody, I mean, there's probably a lot of people who won't, but um, I think it should be a good one. Yeah, it'll be fun. I think this card overall will be a fun card. Uh, We got 11 fights. That's a perfect number. Not too many. Yep. We're starting at 4 o'clock, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll be done, you know, relatively early on in the night. So it's not, no complaints here. James Harden's making his debut for the Sixers tonight, so that, that's that's where our hearts are at. And then he um, and then he comes back on Sunday against the Knickerbockers. We got a go. big weekend, man. I'm off all weekend. There's so much. Ha- it's like the world knew. The world they, knew. They need they need to give me and you a nice little weekend to fucking chill and just watch a watch our money go up. I'm not gonna say we're losing. We're we're gonna make money this weekend. One fucking hundred percent. Shit, we gotta think positively, dude. That's the only As way we fall, can do this. 
as you fall asleep at the wheel. No, that's dude. That's just, just my my brain's <laughs> not getting enough oxygen, bro. I'm so I'm so tired. I hear you. Life. Uh, I hear you. I'm watching two. Uh, you know what? Also, I'm watching two fat guys fighting Bellator right now on the uh, oh, on, on the undercard. I got it on YouTube right now. So I'm just I'm just sitting here absolutely about to fucking catch a snooze. Uh, yeah, I'm I believe down. this is a Kirill Sidil Nikov versus Gokan Sarikum. That's scary. One of them has to win. Yeah, well, the one gentleman's Russian, boo, and uh, the other one is <laughs> Turkish. So, and they're just laying on each other. It's a, it's an extremely, extremely boring fight. <laughs> well, Ireland in the first two fights are off to a two and zero start. I'm sure they haven't fought anybody good because Irish fighters love to fight guys that aren't good, and hey. you know, they like to be they like to be bullies. They like to go to pubs and bars. Whoa. They like to bully little non-Irish guys because they're man. the real Irish ones. So. We'll see. And then get involved in a <laughs> Russian or a uh, an Irish street gang war. Apparently, there I, re- I read a uh, link on Reddit or uh, Reddit, a thread on Reddit, thread a thread on Reddit, a thread it, a thread on Reddit, dude. Uh, that, that's my new website. But uh, <laughs> yeah, do you have anything to say about the Spellator card quickly before we uh, move on? I yeah, mean, uh, uh, do you think uh, Vanderford has a chance tonight? So to be honest, I really haven't watched him. Is he a big wrestler? I think he is, right? Yeah, big wrestling guy. Yeah, two decision victories in the in the belts where gets him a a shot at fucking Gegard Mousasi of all people who has like sixty pro fights. Uh, he hasn't looked as good lately. I think he might be on his way out, you know, which is fair. Uh, I I just feel like he te- teaches this fucking young kid a lesson. I don't know. I feel like maybe it gets late and Gegard gets on top of him and just starts fucking dropping anvils on on a tired Mister Van Zant. Yeah, I would go with Gegard Mousasi here. I haven't looked at much of the odds. Um, Musashi's like a minus two twenty favorite. Last time I checked, there, there you go. Other than that, I have my eyes on this scary Spanish fellow named Jose Sanchez. Uh, so we'll see Plus what he can do against Sanchez. Yeah, he is fighting Kasan Magomed Sharapov, who is uh, an animal. Zabit's cousin. Everyone's Zabit's cousin, dude. Nah, you know. I, Fair I, enough. Yeah. <laughs> Liam McCourt. Do we like? We like her. Plus one twenty five. Yeah. Um, uh. Yeah, Leah the Curse. <laughs> she's she's pretty good looking. Uh, I think she can get it done. Sinead Cavanaugh is a fucking stiff. Absolute bum. Anybody involved with SBG, bum! All right, enough's enough. Um, <laughs> so that's it for that. Uh, any uh, news or notes that you want to get into before we... Uh, I have absolutely not that many. No, uh, um, any boxing or anything? Boxing. Uh, I can recap the Amir Khan. Oh Kel wow! Brook fight. Yeah, there you go. Kell Brook took it to him. Fucking smoked him. He's every round. It, it, it was like Amir Khan would do good for two minutes, and then in the last minute of every round, he would get hit with one shot, and he would fucking fold almost. Um, his his legs are gone. Gone. Kell Brook surprisingly still has some left in him. Um, so we'll see what he can do. If you parlayed him with somebody else on the UFC card, like you should have, like I did. Congratulations to Boxing UFC two leg parlays. I'm gonna have to give it a new name because that's way too much to say. Those are two and one currently, so we're doing good on that. This weekend, do we have anything? What's his date? Twenty fourth, right? We have Josh Taylor and Jack Catterall Saturday night on ESPN Plus. Josh Taylor, one of the better, uh, one of the best junior welterweights in the world. Uh, I believe he has every belt. Actually, the uh, he might be one of the mo- one of the only undisputed champions currently. He he's a stud, man. He's a stud from Scotland. He's fighting Jack Hatter. He's gonna beat the fuck out of him. I think he's like minus two thousand. Yeah, um, he's a big time favorite. Uh, I don't know if you can get him inside the distance. I wouldn't, wouldn't even take it, honestly. Uh, we have a, also on Showtime. We have a uh, Roger Gutierrez and Chris Colbert junior lightweight matchup, twelve rounds from Carson. California. Gary Russell on the um, prelim of that, and the co-main is fighting Victor Postal. Uh, very good fight, honestly, in the 10-round banger. Chris Colbert, or Colbert, uh, is in this main event. He is a stud. Young boxer, one of the better, young Southpaw, one of the better prospects in boxing. He has this red hair. Uh, or it, it might be blue now, honestly. He changes every fight. He had it pink. He had this bright pink hair uh, for cancer, breast, uh, breast cancer awareness. He's a stud, man. He is very, very fun to watch. So, other, uh, but other than that, you know, I think there's not much boxing ever. But uh, so we have we have a couple of fights. Guillermo Regendal is back this weekend. He's fighting at Abu Dhabi. Uh, so sh- there you go. There you go. And I, as far as news and notes, there wasn't much that I saw on the uh, on the websites this week. 
that were something that I'm going to come in here and tell you guys this is a fight that I can't wait to see or that I'm so excited to watch. It's It's been an extremely uh, slow week uh, in, the, in the news market, I, I should say. But, yeah. uh, you know, Michael Johnson is going to fight Elaine Patrick at a UFC okay, 274. Miguel Baeza is stepping in for Diego Lima well, for, to fight Andre Filajo, which I actually liked Filajo in his uh, last fight. I don't remember against who, but it was a uh, fight where he stayed in there the whole time. Odie Osborne is fighting a okay. man named uh, Adashev. Zaruk Adashev? Yes. He's not that good. There but... you go. Uh, Joseph Holmes getting another fight uh, against Alan Amandowski. So that, there's uh, another banger. Charles Jordan fighting Lando Venata. That's a fun fight. I like that. Uh, Jeff Molina is fighting uh, Zamagulov. Okay. So I that's like actually that a good fight. I like that as well. Brandon Roy Val, Matt Schnell added to UFC 274, like that. May 7th. That, that's turned Ooh. out to be a banger of a card. Man, Mandy Bohm's out, so Sabina Mazo no. will now face Miranda Maverick. Miranda Maverick's going to smoke that girl. Jesus. If they get both of them in there, she might still win. Journey, Journey Newsom versus Fernando Garcia. Sure. Omar Morales and Euros Medic. So that's sure. actually, I kind of like how Medic, but. Um, Medic isn't bad. Uh, Lipsky's out. JJ Aldrich will face Jill, uh, Jillian Robertson. Wow. Uh, how about this one, JJ Aldridge? Yeah, how about this one? Sam okay. Hughes versus Estella Nunez. Oh, my God. Not the other Nunez. The second best Nunez. Maximov's got another fight against Petrovsky now. So that's uh, one yeah. that's close to home. I like Maximov I, early pick there. I hope Petrovsky wins, man. I, I, can't, I can't do this again with Maximov. But, yeah, he should probably take him down. I don't know. I think Petrovsky's a D1 wrestler, though. So we'll see how, how D1 he is. Jordan Levitt and... Victor Martinez have a fight, and that's about uh, Ilya Taporia is going to face Jai Herbert. I believe we talked about all this. One fifty-five. Yeah, again, yeah, stepping in for Mike Davis on uh, kind of short notice, March nineteenth, which is the you get Mike day, Davis, and then they say, you know what, you're getting Ilya Taporia instead, and he's moving up, and he's very angry. So that's that's not fun to hear. Yeah, that's um, no, I don't want nothing to do with that. Ludovic Klein is replacing Eric Gonzalez, the aforementioned Eric Gonzalez, against my boy Devontae Smith, King Cage. That's a tough one, man. I thought he had an easy layout with Eric Gonzalez uh, to get King Cage back on track. I know he's been uh, – Malarkey finished him after he, he had him hurt. Uh, I want to see Devontae Smith bounce back, man. Ludovic Klein's pretty good. He's fun to watch. Um, I hope Devontae bounces back. That's next week. Um, so other than that, I don't, I don't have anything else. I don't think news-wise – now nah, and just you know we got a big fight card next weekend to talk about. We'll break it all down from beginning to end. Colby Covington, Jorge Masvidal, Rafael dos Anjos, and Fiziev, both five round fights. Uh, Bryce Mitchell, who uh, had himself a day on the Harry Hawani show oh last week. Oh my god! And uh, Edson Barbosa, which is a very fascinating fight. Kevin Holland making his welterweight debut. You know, Marina Rodriguez is fighting. Uh, my boy is fighting. Um, Kennedy and Juku, uh, Brian Kelleher. Uh, there's a lot of names on this card. Even uh, Manon Firo. Manon Firo against Jessica. Greg Hardy gets to get beat up again, hopefully. Um, Jalen Turner, Jamie Malarkey. That's a banger. Yeah, all over this card. And yeah, like you said, Greg Hardy getting beat up again would be nice. So uh, And Devontae and Ludovic Klein are starting the card off. Oh, wow. So fireworks, will, fireworks will be. And then Umar Nurmagomedov gets to fight Kelleher. Uh, and who's Kennedy Zuchuku fighting? I, I believe you know this gentleman. Nikolai. No, I'm just kidding. Nikolai, yeah. <laughs> I have no, I'm not even going to attempt to say that gentleman's last name. But. So, uh, very bad things could happen. Yeah. Um, no, that's a really, really good card. I know, you know, maybe the name value, like, you know, if you look at the card, you don't, maybe you won't see like too many n- numbers next to names or you won't see household names. Like, you'll see Dos Anjos and you'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know him. And you see Fazeev and you're like, eh, I don't know who that is. And maybe you don't know who Bryce Mitchell is. Maybe you don't know who. Manon Firo is. Maybe you don't know who Maria Agapova is, but these are some good fights. Dustin Jacoby, like Tajir Ulambekov. He's fighting Tim Elliott in, in an underrated banger. Like this whole card next week is going to be really good. Um, I don't know how many fights are on it, though. 14. There you go. You're in your money's worth. Yep. And let's hope nothing uh, crazy happens between here and then and no, yep. no last minute pullouts or anything like that. But that wraps it up for me. You got any last words? Um, is there anything else? Anything else to say? Hard to double tonight? I've said a lot of words. I, I need to say less words. Um, I will go out on the limb. Harden's come back from injury, right? Hopefully, Doc doesn't like you know do what he does. Uh, I'm gonna go Harden. A little twenty point, ten assist game. I, he's probably gonna shoot like shit 
you know, oh well, nothing wrong with that. Just keep letting it fly, baby. Sixers win though, right? Sixers win. James Harden double double. Joe Embiid double double. Wow. Rack it the fuck up. There you go. And it's going to be a hell of a night. Uh, our boy Scatizzi is in trouble here early on in this fight. Oh, uh, no. That's so. what you get for being Irish and Italian, bro. Yeah, that, what a deadly combo that is. But uh, yeah. thank you all for joining us next week. Like we said, we'll have a big show. A couple weeks from now, we'll be updating our pound-for-pound pound rankings uh, yes, soon, soon enough. And uh, we'll, we'll get to all that in the next coming weeks. Hopefully, we have more action going on and more to talk about. It's kind of been slow in the MMA world. but Maybe uh, next week, we'll do a little throwback. I was looking in, in the cards, a throwback to... Uh, right before the Masvidal Covington card, I was going to say so we'll, we'll probably do, do a vintage uh, Col- Colby or Masvidal card just yeah. to uh, talk about how far it's all come from you know, since then. And we but, could do that, man. Masvidal's fought five million times, so uh, yeah, we should definitely do that. There you go, and thank you for joining us. This has been the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast. Peace. <laughs>